When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business trainer, author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner, and the forthcoming book, Food Truck 201, Get Off the Truck. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. You guys know I'm a big proponent of y'all being involved in your local community. And what I mean by that is going beyond doing fundraisers and charity events and donating some of your profit to help needy and worthy causes. Being a part of your community also means that you're going to be a part of the Chamber of Commerce. You're going to be a part of the local government. You're going to keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on in your community so that you can head off some things that may be detrimental to your business. So today I'm going to talk to you about seven myths that surround food trucks, especially in a lot of different communities around the country, and then how you can actually myth bust those particular myths. The first myth is the presence of food trucks is harmful to a city's or a town's restaurant industry. Since the resurgence of food trucks starting in 2008, every year that follows a big rise in food trucks in a community, the restaurant industry also increases the number of restaurants. So when a city says that, oh, food trucks are going to make restaurants close, that's not been proven true. And that's all around our country. Myth number two, trucks have an unfair advantage over restaurants because of their mobility. And that's true to an extent because it allows food trucks to have a bad location and basically pick up and move to a better location. Obviously, a brick and mortar can't do that. But while they don't have a fixed location, that also is a negative for a food truck because it's much easier for the brick and mortar to build habits into their guests because they don't move. So a guest driving down the same road day after day after day sees that restaurant and pulls in and becomes a part of their habit, a part of their daily routine. Food trucks don't have that ability because food trucks do stay mobile and they move. They have shorter hours and in some cases food trucks will have inconsistent hours. Food trucks also, any serving they do to a guest, the guest either has to take the food to go and go somewhere else, or the guest has to sit at whatever tables are provided by the food truck or the food truck park, which exposes them to the heat and the sun and the wind and and potentially the rain. Brick and mortar places don't have to deal with that because they can provide air-conditioned, really nice areas for people to sit and enjoy their food. So there's not really an unfair advantage. There's simply differences in a mobile food truck to a brick and mortar. Myth number three, trucks have an unfair advantage over restaurants because they're not subject to the same set of costs. The reality is restaurants generally do have higher costs than food trucks because of their buying or leasing rental space, for example. But their return for paying those costs is getting the benefit of having that fixed location that we talked about earlier, having a dining room that's climate controlled. Food truck owners have to to pay for things that a brick and mortar doesn't have to pay for. So there's some trade-off on costs. For example, a food truck has to pay for that commercial auto to move their food truck around. (laughs) Food trucks typically have more licenses 
and more permitting requirements than a brick and mortar because a brick and mortar stationary, whereas a food truck may have multiple cities and multiple jurisdictions that they work in. Each one of those requires its own permitting process. So there is a trade-off in cost. It's definitely not unfair one over the other. It's just they have chosen their own particular poison, so to speak, and those two costs kind of balance out. Myth number four. Food trucks have an unfair advantage over restaurants because operating a food truck is easy. Now, you guys should be laughing at that one if you've been in operation even just a couple of weeks. You know that a food truck is not easy. And I can tell you, having worked in restaurants for a number of years, as well as on a hot dog cart and a food trailer, I would take a brick and mortar 100% of the time because it's easier. Why is it easier? Don't have to deal with the weather, for one. It has the ability for me to market and get people coming again, like we talked about, to a set location. They don't have to worry about where I'm going to be today, where I'm going to be tomorrow. Staffing is a little bit more difficult, but people tend to like the permanency of working for a brick-and-mortar restaurant rather than a food truck that's always in motion. So if anything, working on a food truck is significantly harder than working in a restaurant. Myth number five, food trucks are unsanitary. This one has been disproven over multiple surveys. One law firm did an analysis of 25 major cities and their restaurant inspections, food inspections, compared to their food truck food inspections. And on average, food trucks scored two points higher than the restaurants did in the same city. And there were some cities where the difference was even bigger. In a couple of cities, the point difference was 10 points. But in every single case, the food trucks beat the restaurants. So food trucks typically are much cleaner. Myth number six, food trucks cause harmful sidewalk congestion. And this has also been done in a number of surveys. One in particular is done in Washington, D.C., where food trucks would line up, and, and the complaint was from all the restaurants that were in the nearby area that they created so much congestion that the tourists couldn't get through to go see all of the little attractions there in Washington, D.C. And what they did was they took a survey, they observed the traffic patterns, the foot traffic patterns, when a truck was parked on one side of the street as opposed to the opposite side of the street, and to see if the congestion was any more or less congested from one side to the other. And what they found in every single case was there was no greater congestion, there was no loss of mobility, there was no loss in space for people to actually navigate around the sidewalks, and get to their ultimate destination. Myth number seven, food trucks create a special trash problem because their customers are especially prone to littering. And that's just such a weak argument. But let's just say that it's potentially true. Food truck customers are not any more so prone to littering than any other customer of any other type, for instance, fast food. Food truck operators typically act responsibly to ensure that the trash is properly disposed. They have trash cans out there for people to put the trash in. Now, if someone was to walk two blocks down the road and not see a trash can and would throw the paper or the taco wrap onto the ground, that would be more of an indication the city doesn't have sidewalk trash cans available for people to throw away the trash. So it's not really the food truck's fault, it's the city's fault. So basically you have food trucks being penalized for made-up issues. And usually the made-up issues come from a politician that either owns a restaurant, has family that owns a restaurant, or is being influenced by a close friend that owns a restaurant. And they're whining about something that is just simply not true. I can tell you that a well-ran restaurant has zero fear of a food truck. Zero fear. 
The only restaurants that are ever worried about a food truck coming into town are the ones that are already having issues that they know they're going to go out of business at some point. So you got to stay in touch with what's going on in your community. That's why I want food truck owners to be involved, to know what's going on, to have your finger on that pulse again, because it's going to ultimately help you. Because if you're already in operation, you don't want new rules coming in that are going to impact your business. And if you're having to fight that fight to get the ability to start serving in a town, this could be your hometown and you want to serve your food there. These are the ways you can break down those barriers that have been put up irresponsibly by uneducated politicians. So don't accept because the rules in your town say you can't do something. Go out and change them. Get involved in the community and make a difference. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades-old veterans. They all have your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you with your food truck business.